my name is Martin, um, and just to introduce Gail, who's here, I'm really happy that Gail's here with me this weekend uh, to support the retreat, to support me, to support all of you, and Gail's been meditating for the last 20 years or so, and has got a lot of... uh, Uh, not just experience in practice, but a lot of experience of living and working in Dharma centers and of working with the material of this retreat, working with having a full life and feeling for, looking for, sensing into a spacious mind in which to allow it. And particularly glad... The, the support Gail will be giving in terms of some of the meditation practice and movement work that we'll be doing during the week, kind of integrative practice and of bringing a depth of attention into movement. And also in terms of the support for meeting you all, there's, there's quite a lot of you here this weekend, so having two of us means more opportunity to be able to meet you individually and check in with uh, how things are going for you through the weekend. And Gail's also my wife, so I'm happy that she's here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy you're here for that too. (laughs) So yeah, the title of the the weekend... We, we always wonder, we, was, we were wondering just before, you know, how many of you are actually here because of the material of the retreat, of the title of the weekend, or probably some of you. Probably some of you, it's just a question of uh, you know, the dates fitted for you, and this is the retreat that was on at that time. Or something. Or maybe it was, maybe you... Some of you I know are familiar with sitting retreats with me or with both of us. Or maybe you're not familiar but you thought you'd check us out. Anyway, welcome either way. It sounds, it could sound, like a contradiction. Full life, spacious mind. There's a lot of rhetoric about the fullness of life. Sometimes a rhetoric that suggests that life is getting fuller or busier or faster. I say rhetoric because it seems to be just that. I was intrigued a few years ago when I read a quote by Lao Tzu who was a contemporary of the Buddha, alive at the same time, living two and a half thousand years ago in rural China, and at the end of his life bemoaning the fact that these days, he said, everything's so busy. People don't have time for each other. Everything moves so fast, and life is so complicated compared to when I was young. I wonder how poor old Lao Tzu would manage. (laughs) I mean, is is that true? That for two and a half thousand years, everything's just been getting quicker and quicker and more and more complicated and busier and busier? 
that's part of the, our cultural rhetoric that, we, we, that we, seems to be the case. And yet actually it seems to be more that there's a movement of mind in there that as we move through our life, regardless, regardless of where we live culturally or regardless of the particular period in history, there's something about that movement of mind that's, that experiences a sense of things getting fuller, busier, more complicated. And the sense we may have of the, the various details and dramas and duties of our life that seem to take up space, the roles and relationships that seem to take up space. Whatever it is that seems to fill up your life. And it seems, as I say, a kind of paradoxical or a contrast with the idea of spacious mind. The possibility of having space for all of that fullness. So in a way, this weekend's an opportunity to see as an, as an open question for each one of us. To see, is, is that the case? Does the fullness of our life, do the duties and dramas and roles and relationships, etc., etc., do they actually fill things up so that there's no space and no possibility of space? Or is there something in about the way we meet those movements, those roles, etc., that maybe takes up more space than it really needs to? Space, after all, is infinite. That's good news. Space is infinite. So we might have a sense of that in, the, in terms of the outer space. And even there, of course, we tend to emphasize fullness. We might come in here and say, oh, wow, the room's rather full. There's a lot of people here. Is there going to be enough room for me? But that's because we focus on the things that seem to take up the space. You and you and you and you and you. Actually, a lot of space in this room. It's interesting to notice what happens when if you just shift your perspective a little bit from focusing or we might say fixating on the things that seem to take up the space. And just shift to an actual recognition of an inclusion of and allowing of all the space that's here in the room. And you can't let yourself feel the space around everything. You let yourself breathe into the space around everything. So just in that kind of outer physical way of looking at space and objects, 
We see that actually recognizing the space that's already here, it kind of uh, lets us feel a bit that there's room. That there's room for what's here. That there's room for experience. That there's room for the way things are. And of course, Maybe not, of course, but that's not just the case with outer space. It's the same for inner space. And another word for inner space is consciousness. It's it's a little easier to have a sense of infinity in terms of space, space, space going outwards. It's a little, little... uh, more subtle to have the sense of the way infinity goes inward as well. But the space of consciousness is infinite. It's edgeless. Can you find the edges of consciousness just you know just as we sit here together? Where's the edge of what's experienced? In other words, the edge of what's appearing in consciousness. <coughs> Here too, in consciousness, we tend to fixate on the things that appear. The thoughts. The experiences. The reactions. The ideas. The memories. Sometimes the kind of random movement of thoughts and images and uh, ideas and reactions. Sometimes we fixate even more tightly on the particularities, the the particular thoughts and ideas and impressions that I'm most uh, engaged with, the things I most want, the things I most want to get rid of. But actually there too, whatever's going on in what we might call inner life, whatever things are appearing in the space of consciousness, they seem to take up a lot of room when we fixate on them. When we notice the the fact that that all our experience is appearing in the space of consciousness, there too, that shift in perspective lets us feel oh, there's more room for experience. There's more room for what's happening. And the stuff that seems to make up a full life can be held in a spacious relationship. So, We'll be looking through this kind of this lens quite a lot through the weekend. This lens of fullness and emptiness or spaciousness. This lens of seeing where we fixate and what that does to our experience in terms of making it feel like it takes up all the space. And seeing if it's possible and how it might be possible. And what seems to get in the way of letting us feel that it's possible to 
soften those fixations. To recognise space. The weekend offers us a lot of space. If everyday mind fixates on the passing of time, oh well, it's already ten past eight, Friday night, only got until whatever time, Sunday. If we measure that kind of measuring that we do, measuring time, measuring what's here, another way of fixating, we can have an extraordinarily strange kind of tight relationship with the way time passes. And fixate on time in one way, you know, especially when you want something to go fast, it seems to go very slowly. The fixating fills up the time. When you want something, oh, when you're really enjoying something, oh, suddenly it goes much faster. So we might, we might uh, sit here together in meditation for half an hour and that half an hour might last a couple of days. <coughs> so if we measure as a way of fixating the time of a meditation or we f- measure the, the time that we're here for on this retreat, and then we start to put kind of pressure on what should happen to make this my time worthwhile. <coughs> it's a way of filling it up, filling up the possibility. It's full of ideas. Ideas about what should happen in, during this meditation. Ideas about what should happen during this weekend. Ideas maybe about what meditation is generally. And it doesn't matter, you know, some of you have been many times here on retreat and elsewhere. And some of you are coming for the first time. Both ways we can be full of ideas. Sometimes the idea is based on what's happened previously. Sometimes the ideas are based on what we've heard or what we've read or what we hope for. And of course, we can't uh, just we can't just not have those ideas. But we, I'd at least like to invite you to abide spaciously with the ideas that might be already here, that might arise, the measurements. Of kind of filling in the actual space of being here with a lot of ideas. It's kind of tragic. Space is full of possibility. Just 
just as we sit here together now just letting yourself sense the open space put aside a lot of those duties and dramas and details for this weekend there's no way you have to be other than here the phone isn't going to ring for you (coughs) open space of possibility be helpful for us actually to just have a sense of how many of you are here who are for the first time either at Gaia House or at a meditation retreat in general if you feel like you're discovering meditation um, at least in terms of a kind of a more intensive form of within a residential retreat like this for the first time maybe you could just raise your hand Okay, thank you. So, like I say, welcome to this wide open space of possibility. <coughs> you want to say something about that? So. <coughs> In the past, when I used to come on retreats, I always felt being on retreat was like a treat to oneself or to myself. To take the time out for one's, from one's busy lifestyle, from one's commitments, jobs, family, to not to have to be a mother or father or brother or sister, not to, to be in relationship to a certain job, feels like a real treat and as Martin explained just to allow yourself the space for this weekend to be and it can you know it can take a while to kind of land into that space because we're so accustomed to being busy to to doing to being to be outside there and to just really to come back to oneself a retreat is a, a wonderful place to do that. <clears throat> so I welcome you all here and really hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Wonderful could have many descriptions by the end of it. <laughs> Great, difficult, long, boring. But within that, it's a wonderful treat to offer yourselves. So the weekend, um, the schedule should be put up uh, shortly just out the the door here. And there will be periods of meditation, of course, um, walking meditation. There'll be silence throughout the whole weekend, apart from if you're obviously meeting one-to-one with me and Martin. So we really do ask you to respect the silent atmosphere that's been created here for your benefit and for everybody else's benefit. And again, to notice whether that feels easy, whether that feels like, ah, at last, nothing to do, nowhere to go, or whether it can be a struggle 
There's no right answer in that. It's just one's experience. So we're just taking the time to really come back, to bring the attention back inside. And Saturday and Sunday morning, I'll be offering some very gentle bodily movements just to awaken the body and just to bring the attention back inside. So often we're so out there, we're we're in our heads, in our thoughts, we're kind of leaning forward often. So just to really come back, how is it to, to sit? How is it to reside in the body? Perhaps that makes sense to you or perhaps that just doesn't make sense whatsoever. So we can explore that throughout the weekend with the sitting meditation as we sit here for half an hour and our knees begin to ache and our back aches and we can just kind of explore. Is there any spaciousness in there or do we get tight and rigid? And just see whether we can meet those experiences with a different mind state, with a different way of being. And then there'll be plenty of opportunity, as Martin explained, to sit uh, to meet us on a one-to-one basis, just to explore your practice, whether, again, you've been doing this for a long time, or a short time, or for the first time. Just to to check in. How's it going? How how does it feel? It's often really great to, to, to be able to say things to people because often when we have things inside of us we kind of hold it and it, get, it grows bigger and it grows bigger and just to explain or to speak to someone about our inner life can be a real relief it can actually add spaciousness to the, the inner world so please feel free to um, take opportunity of meeting us and enjoying the wonderful, spacious nature outside. Um, it's been a few years since I've been to Guy House, but I, the gardens are beautiful. The daffodils are coming up. There's lovely walks along the country paths. So if you come from a city or you live in a city, oh, how lovely to be here, to feel the spaciousness, to feel the nature, to be held in that as well. And again, just to, as I mentioned before, to really respect the silence, to respect that for oneself and to respect that as a a group holding. It's such a wonderful support for us. And even though, like I said, there may be times where it feels like your attention would rather be doing something else than to be silent, again, just notice that. It's fine. And just to allow the support for everybody here to... Just be here for the weekend in however we show up. Okay, let's spend, let's spend a bit of time in meditation together. And I'm aware that you've probably been sitting for a while already, right, with uh, the, the coordinator speaking beforehand. So we'll just take a couple of minutes. If you want to stretch your legs or just or shuffle about or stand up or do what you need to.
There are a few elements of meditation posture that are really supportive. Whether one's on a chair or whether they're sitting on a a bench or a cushion, it doesn't make any difference. But the first element being one of being letting your posture be bright and upright. So just just letting your spine be long. If you are sitting on a chair, unless you know that you've got some uh, spinal weakness or difficulty, it's much better to not use the backrest of the chair, but just to sit forward so that that the unsupportedness lets you have that sense of bright, upright, uplift. It's like letting yourself feel the space between your vertebrae. And that uprightness really contributes to a quality of brightness in your attention. Second element is to let your chest and shoulders be open. So that if you can sense that your shoulders are kind of a little bit collapsed or fallen forward, just to roll them back a little. And you can feel the way that gives a sense of space in your chest. And then letting your shoulder blades relax. And the third element is the quality of ease. Gentleness. Sensing into your posture in such a way that you let yourself settle. Relax. Letting the muscles in your face soften. Around your eyes and your jaw. Letting any subtle tensions in your belly soften. Letting your belly be round and relaxed. Letting the residue of the day soften. Not by pushing away any memories or impressions just by really leaving them alone letting them take care of themselves 
And in this way, we arrive in sitting here. Letting yourself feel your body sitting from the inside. Letting yourself recognize the natural knowing that we call awareness. The space in which the experience of sitting here is happening. This natural knowing that we call awareness is the heart and the ground of meditation practice. Body sitting, breath, breathing, awareness, naturally recognizing, allowing your experience. We'll just use these really simple immediate aspects of experience body sitting breath breathing as a way to ground our attention as a way to sense into this space in which we're sitting letting the rhythm and movement of breathing be natural Knowing the breathing in the breathing. And feeling the way in which there's natural expansion with each in-breath. An opening up of space in your torso, in your diaphragm, in your belly. And the way in which there's a natural relaxation in the out-breath. And moment by moment, just letting yourself sense into these qualities in the breath. Grounding your attention down in your belly, in the lowest place that you can feel that expansion and relaxation happening. Letting your attention really suffuse the experience of breathing. Expanding in breath. Relaxing out breath. And that moment of stillness 
between breaths. When you notice that something's come along that's filling up the space of your meditation, some thought, memory, image, reaction, some doubt or fantasy, whatever it is, in the moment that you notice it, just seeing how it's usurped the space of your meditation. And as the out-breath comes along, just letting that soften. Letting the out-breath be a natural (coughs) relaxation into the space of being here.
Letting your attention really gather down in your belly, down in the center of bodily experience. What is it to abide here spaciously? Making space for bodily life. For the experience of breath. For the simple physical immediacy of being here. Whatever thoughts, whatever images, memories, whatever reactions to being here, let them take care of themselves. Leave them alone to arise and pass move through the space of awareness without seizing upon them, identifying with them, following them off into getting lost in abstraction.
rather letting your awareness fill the space of being here. (coughs) Body sitting. Breath, breathing. Just continuing to practice in this way for the remaining five minutes or so of sitting together.
So you noticed during the meditation giving some emphasis to grounding your attention in your belly. And some of you may be used to, uh, even if you're used to working with breath as uh, a way to focus your attention on grounding your experience as it's unfolding, may be used to uh, focusing your attention elsewhere in your body, sometimes using the air, the nostrils, etc. I really, I really ask you, even if you're familiar with doing that differently, I'd really ask you this weekend to use the belly as the focus for your attention. Working with the quality of space. We don't want to space out. And uh, sometimes we can um, get a little airy focusing uh, here, for example. So rather than uh, spacing out, you want to space in. And any sense of exploring spaciousness of experience being a finding a spaciousness within. And at least for now, really using this, this kind of grounded, embodied quality in the, be- in the belly so that our practice is an embodied one, a visceral one. So, friends, it's about ten to nine, and even though that's not terribly late, you may be finding something about arriving on retreat, something about arriving in the silence that oh, kind of is often a sort of accumulated momentum of the fullness of our lives going along. And coming into an environment like this, it allows, or it at least invites some dropping of that momentum. So let yourself sense the space of the spaciousness of the evening. You might like to hang out in the space of the evening by sitting some more quietly in here. You might like to explore the spaciousness of the evening by taking a walk outside under the night sky. You might be more than ready to go off to the delicious space of bed. Certainly might be worth getting an early night and some good rest for the punishing schedule ahead. <laughs> so, I, was was the have you seen the schedule? Was it posted before you came in here? No. Okay. Well, oh, we haven't got one either. 
But uh, I do know that the wake-up bell goes at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. And then at 6.30, there'll be some meditation and movement in here for the hour up to breakfast. And then breakfast and work period and uh, day unfolds and we'll give uh, fuller instructions for meditation in that time after breakfast and some opportunity to hear from you a little bit and any questions you might have about your practice. So, welcome friends. Wish you a good night's rest. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.